This segment of the Bill Bunkley Show is brought to you by the Word of Life Bible Institute. We're back on this Thursday afternoon, and as you know, this is one of my favorite segments, which is Theology Thursday. And I tell you what, (laughs) the last few weeks and months for me, as we're counting down to the election next Tuesday, I always like to have these timeouts, and uh, I always like getting with... uh, uh, our good friend, Dr. Marshall Wicks. Of course, the World Life Bible Institute uh, is our host for our Times of Theology Thursday. And today we got a very special topic because uh, some of you still have not uh, gone to vote yet. I haven't voted yet. I'm a Friday or Saturday voter before the election. And so uh, I'm getting ready to uh, go and do that. I like to make sure I get hit with as, as uh, few surprises as possible. But um, so the question is, You as a Christian, you as one who is a follower of Christ, how do you handle this whole idea about voting? How do you handle about getting ready to go into that voting booth? And, well, uh, well, how do you vote? Uh, Do you vote on the issues? Do you just uh, sort of vote on your emotions? Uh, Or how about your conscience? So today, we're going to take up the topic of believers and voting one's conscience. And, of course, uh, the World Life Bible Institute is our host today there in Hudson. If you'd like to find out more about the educational programs, you can go to wordoflife.edu. And we'll have a special website for you coming up in a moment because we have the Magi Tour that's coming to the campus on December the 2nd. And Dr. Wicks will fill us in on that in just a moment, but have your pencil and paper ready. Well, Dr. Wicks, let's talk a little bit about this thing called our conscience. And uh, sometimes we talk about, well, do you have a good conscience? And that is one where you're uh, prayed up and uh, you have fully repented. And then sometimes we talk about a guilty conscience. But uh, what are we what are we talking about when we talk about one's conscience when you go into that voting booth? Well, from the very beginning, when God created us, he put within us a uh, guide to right and wrong. And now, now it's it's not equal in everyone uh, because, you know, one person may see think something's wrong. Another person doesn't. Uh, one of our ministries happens to be in, uh, you know, in prisons over the years. And even in prisons, people have a conscience. I mean, they may not think it's wrong to go out and strangle somebody, but you better not say anything mean about someone's mother. You know that. So we, we have in the, this this built in measuring rod in each person that God uses, according to Romans 2, 14 and 16, God will never judge anyone using a standard that they're not aware of. So if a person who's never seen the Bible, never heard the law, uh, never had any guidance in terms of right and wrong stands before God, God will ask them about their conscience. Did you know it was wrong? And people know things are wrong. I mean, you know, I remember the first time my kids lied to me. It's like, you know, they hang their little heads down and they kind of peek up out of the corner of their eyes. You know, they know what they did was wrong. So when God judges people who don't have the law or don't have the word of God or don't have some official standard, the conscience serves as a backup system for allowing him to look someone in the eye and and say to them, you sinned and you know it, right? And they're always going to have to answer yes. But it was never designed to make them righteous or help them do the right thing in terms of when we talk about biblical righteousness. 
Talk a little bit about the the idea that, you know, sometimes we can go out on our own in the flesh, and the other times we can ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and especially when we're when we're in this situation where we're talking about our conscience, and uh, is the conscience a reliable guide? Can we do we just trust our conscience alone, or how important it is to you know do our research, look at those scriptures that may talk about how to react to civil authority? Talk about that. Well. You know, as I mentioned, the, the conscience has a purpose, but it, there, there is no other guide for the believer other than the Word of God, because we're supposed to be believers or we're supposed to be people who exercise faith instead of follow the leadings of the flesh. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So G- God throughout the Bible is trying to wean us off of this idea of, well, let's do what makes us feel good. Let's do what what we think is right, because, you know, it's clear in, in passages such as Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart is deceitful, uh, more deceitful than everything else. It, it's desperately sick, and no one can really begin to understand it. So even as we, when we as believers look at a passage, it's, it's a work of the Holy Spirit that allows our faith to be transformed into uh, the fruit of the Spirit. It, it's not our heart. You know, our heart is always going to be uh, what, what's called the lust of the flesh. So when we do what we think is right, sometimes we're right. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's sometimes it's a 50-50 choice. It's like a true-false quiz or something. But just as often, it, it can lead us the wrong way. And if we start trusting it, that's the key word. If we start trusting in our own understanding, if we start leaning to our own understanding, as it says in, in Proverbs, then we're only going to get ourselves in trouble down the road. Hmm. Dr. Marshall Wicks, um, we're talking about conscience, but oftentimes we also talk about the heart. Is the conscience and is the heart, is that one and the same when we are talking about that from a scriptural point of view? Yeah, I think so. You know, the Bible uses a lot of different words to speak about our internal uh, mechanisms for making decisions. It talks about as a man thinketh in his heart. It talks about the conscience. It talks about the mind. Uh, it talks about the spirit and and the, those internal uh ways of thinking that we have are, are generally described with, you know, several different words. But I, I would, I think if you look at the scriptures, it's pretty much talking about the same thing. Uh, the Bible very clearly says you have to look at your mind, at your heart, at your conscience, at these subjective ways of approaching things uh, with with a little bit of care because they're not in any way made righteous by getting saved. The, the Bible is just as clear in speaking to a saved person as it is to an unsaved person when it talks about the heart and the mind and the conscience. 
Uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the voice of Dr. Marshall Wicks on this Thursday afternoon for Theology Thursday. And, of course, he's with the Word of Life Bible Institute there in Hudson. That website is wordoflife.edu, wordoflife.edu. And, again, they have wonderful, wonderful programs uh, in terms of uh, preparing your kids after they get done with uh, uh, being uh, educated in high school and a wonderful uh, one- and two-year program before you send them off to some of the more secular colleges to get them really grounded in the Word. Um, so we've got a believer. We've got a believer now that is either, well, probably too late to talk to the ones that are voted, but we've got folks that are getting ready to go to the polls, possibly. And uh, so what should determine how a believer votes, not only in this election, but in all elections? And I say that because we are, by virtue of, of our calling to him, um, kind of basically, we are to be others oriented, others centered uh, in our choices. And, um, you know, how do we know about how to proceed to, to make that choice, which is best for the community as a whole? And I would say from a Christian worldview. Yeah. And, and I, I think the first thing we have to take note of is that we, we can't become personality oriented because as soon as we do that, we become judge judges of people and their motives and uh, you know if you're if you're choosing a pastor that's one thing you know the, the, there's a list there of what we should do but when god talks about government when he talks about those people that in, in a sense are outside of the the fellowship realm of believers when we get together as believers we can make certain decisions together on leadership on who's a pastor who's a, a an elder a deacon those types of things but when we consider government we have to take a bigger view we have to ask what is the best for our community because our first responsibility and the first fruit of the spirit is love and and love means that we're going to consider our community uh, as a more important uh, consideration than our own personal satisfaction. Like we may be comfortable, we may feel very good about voting for a particular person, but is that going to be the best solution for the problems that our country faces, that our state faces, that uh, even our uh, county faces and and therefore we have to look at things with a you know on a god calls it wisdom he says listen don't make passionate choices make wise choices in life Mm. and i would say that's in the category as emotional as well with the passion the emotions um you're listening to dr marshall wicks with the world life bible institute want to remind you that we have the magi tour that's coming to the campus of the world of life bible institute in hudson on december the 2nd uh dr wicks talk about that this is uh, going to be one night only and uh, you have some information on how to how to uh, get some free tickets there yeah, we we uh, we do a Magi tour each Christmas, and it it is a, a dramatic musical production that goes to different communities. Last year, we did three different pre- uh, presentations here in the Tampa area. 
this year we're going to be moving quickly over to uh, the East Coast and then up into Georgia. So we only have one presentation in the Tampa area, and that's going to be on our campus. Listen, it's a great chance to get up here, see the campus, see the facilities, see what we have to offer uh, for, for different churches and different groups that want to come in. But that will be on Friday, December the 2nd at 7 o'clock. Friday, December the 2nd at 7 o'clock. We're, we're just up the the uh, Sun Coast, uh, Highway 52. You just get off there. Just we're like the first light that you can turn left on coming coming down 52, heading west on 52, and it's easy to find. It would just be a great way to see what's happening here. It's our Bible Institute students who are involved in it. You can get an idea of the kind of excitement that's generated uh, by that. And if you'd like to come, you do have to get tickets. You don't have to buy them. This is this is an evangelistic uh, presentation. So bring an so, unsaved friend. That's right. It's a great opportunity to bring someone in and, and just let them hear the gospel in a, a kind of a different format. It's not going to be like church, particularly young people. It's a little up-tempo. It, it's not, you know, kind of like my generation of music and uh, presentation, but it, it really reaches young people and, and uh, teenagers where they are. That's on uh, December the 2nd, 7 p.m., and you can get free tickets at magisouth.eventbrite. Now, bright spelt B-R-I-T-E, not B-R-I-G-H-T, B-R-I-T-E, magisouth.eventbrite.com. And uh, you can get the tickets there. They're free. Uh this this one fills it's going to be the only one in the area so it may fill up pretty quickly so if if you're excited about coming interested make sure you get out there take a look at that and uh we'd love you to love to have you come up and see the property see all the things we have to offer here uh throughout the year hmm. at uh, word of life florida all right we'll give that website uh out again so have your pencil and paper ready so uh we've got about uh, oh six or seven minutes left this afternoon with dr marshall wicks in this segment let's talk about this whole idea about voting what is a believer's responsibility uh there are four areas that dr wicks would like to share this afternoon uh based on scripture so what is our responsibility as uh, you can see from the scriptures well, first of all, I think prayer. It's it's like not, not just for our vote. You have to pray about that. But listen, in in First Timothy chapter two, he says, first of all, then when he's talking about what should churches be doing, he says, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving be made in behalf of all men for kings and all are, all who are in authority, so that we may, may lead tranquil and quiet lives in all godliness and dignity. Listen, uh, our communities, our country needs prayer. We, we need the kind of government that God wants us to have. And if even if it doesn't go our way, if we if we've prayed about it and we put these things in God's hand, I think we can sit back on November the ninth. Hopefully, it'll it'll end on the eighth. We can sit back and say, "Thank you, I I'm accepting your decision on this, Lord." Secondly, vote. I mean, it's it 
it's not just a privilege, it's a responsibility. It tells us in Romans 13, 1, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, he who resists authority has opposed the ordinances of God. So we have a country in which voting is a responsibility. It's not like it's illegal not to vote, but I I don't think it's responsible not to vote. God wants us to be responsible for our country, for our neighborhoods, for for our communities. And, And therefore, we ought to have a great respect for our government, how it operates, and we ought to participate fully in whatever requirements and whatever opportunities it provides. Mm. And I would say, yeah, to the, the key point there is the opportunity. The um, the believers in the first century, they didn't have a lot of opportunities with the Jewish temple, much less the Roman occupiers. And so uh, when you render under Caesar what is Caesar, we have this responsibility to participate in, in our government, this republic. And, and I'm right on. Very quick question, though. I got this the other day, which uh, I, I was responding, and that is uh, you're just judging others. You know, you're putting it like for me, I put out recommendations. You're just judging others, and that's not right. You shouldn't judge people. And I wanted to ask the question, well, have you ever voted? And a uh, rhetorical question, because if you ever have voted, you've judged. But uh, Dr. Marshall Wicks, speak to this uh, this whole judging situation very, very quickly because we're getting up to uh, our, our end of our opportunity together. Yeah, two quick things. Number one, don't vote for people, vote for policies. If you vote Amen. for people, you're judging people. Don't say this is a good guy or a bad guy. There there are times that that may matter, but very few. I, I mean, it's it, I can't imagine that, that it would ever override policies. And prioritize biblically what you, uh, how you vote. And in Amos, God's very clear. He says, he says, there's a straw that breaks the camel's back. And, and it's interesting that they didn't have abortion back in that day, but there were helpless people. Listen to what he says here. He says, uh, I will not revoke its punishment because they ripped open the pregnant women of Galead in order to enlarge their borders. Now, there's several different ones but like that, but he said, listen, most of all, we have to protect the helpless. There are people in our society, there are unborn children, and, and if we think for a moment that it's more important that our conscience is soothed that than that we even save one unborn life that that that's not putting others ahead of yourself so we we need to keep in mind that there are bigger things than the personalities we're looking at uh there are lives of people who have no ability to d- defend themselves potentially in play in every election that we go to in the last couple of years. So uh, prioritize carefully what's most important to you. Mm. And I want to tell you, there is an opportunity for you to look at Amos one thirteen, which is one of the the passages that Dr. Wicks passed along. I will not revoke its punishment because they ripped open the pregnant woman of Gilead in order to enlarge their borders. And this is this is get, getting into 
uh, the idea that there's different uh, transgressions. And in the election that we're facing today, quite frankly, we have two flawed candidates morally, but we have two very clear platforms. And I think in the same way of the wisdom that we read from the prophet Amos is the is sort of this this uh, biblical priority that you have to do as well. But yep. uh, I'll tell you what, well, Dr. Marshall Wicks, uh, boy, we are coming down to the, the wire on this. And uh, you're very uh, instructive and wise counsel this afternoon of this whole idea about uh, how one votes and how our conscious uh, consciousness should play into that. We thank you so much for being with us this afternoon and uh, by the time we speak again we'll have some results right we will all right and we'll be thankful right absolutely dr marshall wicks again want to remind you that you can uh, take part of the magi tour as a guest at the free event that's coming up the world life bible institute in hudson go right now to magisouth.eventbrite.com that's magisouth.eventbrite.com to secure your free tickets and again looking forward to that event coming up on december 2nd dr wicks good to see you and uh, again we'll, we'll chat in a week or so Thank you, Bill, and you have a great weekend, okay? You too. God bless. I know. All right, we'll take a quick time out and my opportunity to talk with author Ed Klein, who was the former editor-in-chief of the New York Times, Guilty as Sin, talking about Hillary Clinton. That's his latest book. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 